And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Before we get started, I want to thank our Patreon supporter, Nikki Pavlovich. Thank you very much for supporting us. If you haven't checked out, there's a bunch of things that we have going on. And Nikki and I do a motivational music hour every other Wednesday on Station Head. So we listen to some music and we talk about how they how it motivates us and how it pushes us forward. And it's funny because music is something that really, like I really dive deep into meaning of music and like how people sing it and if they actually wrote it and what the meaning is behind it. And there's so many great artists that write great music. So come check that out. Also, my friend Jay and I, Jay Finning, we do One Drink Wednesday every Wednesday um, at seven o'clock Pacific. So come join us for that. Come hang out with us for that. We're creating some merch for that right now. We're working on a logo. Um, We also got all that shaping success stuff. If you would like to purchase some stuff, you can go check the link in my bio anywhere that you're listening to this. Um, T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, hats. I'm working on some beanies right now. Just a lot of cool stuff that has the shaping success logo on there and you can help support the show that way. But you don't have to spend any money. All you got to do is like, share, review. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're listening or watching this growing big on YouTube, and I want to keep that going. So thank you, everyone, for that. Um, if you've been following me on TikTok, I, I did a post about this yesterday. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I guess I post them everywhere, and I shouldn't really just say that it's just TikTok, but that's where I got the idea to talk about this. One of my friends on there, actually a friend of the show, Miss Tuned, has been on the podcast. She's uh, uh, she was a She's a teacher now, but she was a ballerina. And she was talking about, you know, Sometimes I feel like I'm stuck on a hamster wheel just spinning out of control. And if you think about that, you know, it really it really started to hit me and really made me think about we get in this way where we are on a hamster wheel, right? You know that a hamster wheel, you get on there, it's just a wheel, right? And the hamster sits in there and just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. It's like a treadmill kind of, but you're not going anywhere, right? You're just in that circle, moving in a straight line, nonstop, never getting any further, not really moving forward because you can't, right? And so I started to think a lot about like my life and that scenario and how it related to those situations and how we get stuck in the monotony of things. And, you know, you, you tend to get on this path and stay level and do the thing that is comfortable over and over again. For a long time, my parents told me, you know, when I, when I was in high school, it's like they didn't have a college education. They worked really hard for someone else. And what happened was their hard work paid off and they ended up having a job where they kind of had wages that you could get with a college education without a college education. But that stuck them somewhere, right? Because they couldn't really do anything. So in their mind, and you know, I, I, di- I think totally different than this, and, and you guys know this because you've heard me talk about it before, but in their mind, that was the safe bet. The safe bet is always, you know, uh, you graduate high school, right? Because that's not a lot of jobs can happen if you don't graduate high school. It's not impossible, but your parameters are smaller. And if you're not going into business for yourself or making, you know, something or know someone or whatever that will help you build that, it sometimes just doesn't happen. So you got to graduate high school, Right. Number one. Then after that, you have a choice. What am I going to do? You go into a trade, you go to college, right? 
It used to be that you go to college and that was something that was kind of prestigious and like it would get you more money, right? Because that was our ultimate goal to have more money. So my parents get a degree, make good money or decent money, have a good retirement, have health insurance. Those are the, you know, like you're trying to take care of the core things that you need. Those are the really important things that you need. And so when you do that, you get stuck. You get to the point where you try to find something that gives you those things. Um, I went to college. I flunked out. I started working at Les Schwab Tire Center, which is a big thing here in the Pacific Northwest and really good benefits. People think, oh, well, you're just a mechanic, whatever. I mean, that that's the thing. Like there's this, this thing where people think that, oh, well, you're just a mechanic or you're just this or you're just that. And, and they don't understand that trades are very important and they actually are pretty well paying if you find the right one. Something to think about. But anyway, I got this job at Les Schwab. Started out at nine ninety an hour in the year 2000. I was just freshly married. And it was a lot of money. It was good money. They gave good bonuses. You had health insurance, really good retirement. People are like, oh, how could you have good retirement at Tire Store? Well, they put 15% of your wages. So whatever you made, they would match 15% of your wages into your retirement. That's a lot of freaking money. I have, I have worked for multiple different places since I worked there. Like two, three percent is all they put in. So really good. Health insurance was really good. Um, you know, I mean, it was a great place to work. It was a solid place to work. You could get promoted within the company. You could do a lot of things. Well, problem was I didn't like it. And I knew that there was one way I was going to have to get there. So like I'm in the hamster wheel, right? Because I'm, I'm going, you know, 11 years, just working for the man, just doing the things that I'm supposed to do, making money, getting a good retirement getting health insurance, but not happy. And that's the way a lot of people live their life. They're not happy, right? Because they just do what they have to do to survive. And that's kind of what that hamster's doing, right? He's in that wheel. He's running in a circle. He's trying to stay in shape. So he's not, you know, I mean, I doubt the hamster's really thinking about this, but if you think about it, they're running in a circle, trying to stay in shape. This is the only exercise I have where I can just walk around inside my cage all day and poop and eat. That's it. They don't have much, much to live for, Right. So I started thinking about that a little bit. And I'm like, you know, I was in that hamster wheel for a while. I'm kind of in that hamster wheel right now. Um, the nice thing about my job right now is that it's up to me to make more money. And I know that money is not everything, but money makes the world go round, right? Like it's something that you have to have. And then one of the things, one of the traps that you fall into is you start living within or out of your means, right? Like you start making more money. The more you make, the more you spend. That's just the way it is. And there's not everyone, not everyone is smart with their money. And I'm, I'm a victim to this myself. I'm not like I could be way better with my money, but I grew up so long having, you know, really not a whole lot of nice things. You know, um, I had the things that I needed, I have everything that I need, I always have everything that I need, but I never had the things that I want. So then you start spending money on things that you want, which you don't necessarily need. And it kind of gets out of control and spirals away. So you know, we're, we're working towards that. We're building a house. The house that we're building is, you know, we can afford it, but it, a lot is dependent on a lot of things. And so you continue to do those things. And so now I'm in the hamster wheel. I'm still working because I need to bring that income in to acquire the things that I want. Okay. So there are other options, right? Like, I mean, you can do, there's, we, we talk about like side hustles all the time. This is a side hustle. This podcast is a side hustle. I would love nothing more than to sit here and talk to people all day. 
and get paid the same amount of money that I do out there, you know, at my job. Doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. But I continue to push forward because I know that no matter what, it's what I want, right? And it may take longer and I may have to have patience, which patience is super freaking tough. But you have to sometimes get off of that wheel, right? So in order to make things happen for yourself, in order to push forward, sometimes you have to take a lateral step and move to the side and get out of the wheel and then start going forward again. Sometimes you take a step back to get to where you need to get, right? And that's the thing, you know, it's it's funny, like, I think about sports in my life and sports has taught me so many things. And my friend Jay and I talk about football all the time because he's like a diehard football fan. I'm a, I, I like baseball. I was really good at football. But for some reason, if I was going to do any sporting event, I would go to a baseball game. I would watch a baseball game. I would coach a baseball team. I had to coach football when I first got my first teaching job. I hated it. I mean, it just wasn't, I don't know what it is. I got a scholarship to play football. I just don't have any desire to watch it. I had a desire to play it. And then when I became to the point where I couldn't play it anymore, I have no desire to have anything to do with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had a football in my hand and someone was playing catch, I'd play catch with them. Um, But I just don't really have the desire for it anymore. But football taught me so much. Baseball taught me so much. Basketball taught me so much. But my coach in high school taught me how to be a man, taught me how to work, taught me how to be on time, taught me how to follow a pattern, taught me how to do things and execute them in a perfect manner. And when I say perfect, you know, to the best of your ability, because I think that we often think that every, you know, like this was not perfect, so it's not good enough. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you have to practice to do that. And one of my favorite things to do was to pull, right? I was an offensive lineman and a pull block is when instead of going forward and blocking the guy in front of you, because the idea is to open up this hole for the running back to get through or to hold the guy where he's at to keep him away from the quarterback so he can get a pass off, right? Well, a straight on block, you know, I was a big dude. Most of the time, the guy across from me wasn't as big as me. I could, it was pretty easy. I could just push and fire onto that guy. It's a straight on thing, right? You're in the wheel, drive forward, drive forward drive forward, just continue driving forward, right? Your momentum is much slower when you're in some, in some space where you're just trying to push someone in front of you, right? Well, they had all these different blocking patterns that you would do. And one of my favorite plays was called the T. And basically what it was, was I'm the tackle, you know, and, and if you don't know much about football, the offensive line is like the anchor, right? They're the ones who keep things moving so that the ball can go down the field, right? So they have a center, which is in the middle. That's the person who hikes the ball. Two guards, one on each side of the center, which they're usually a smaller person. Um, and then smaller than the tackle. The tackle is usually a pretty big dude because they put the defensive ends on the tackles. And so then, then there's on each side of a guard, there's a tackle. And so on. So like it just kind of goes usually maybe a tight end that's on both sides. They'll switch sides from side to side. But anyway, the point is, is that T was this play where instead of 
going straight forward and blocking the guy right in front of me and pushing him to the right or the left so that the running back could come through that way, it's a misdirection play, right? So the tackle, myself, would take and pull off. So I'd take a step back, turn left, make a lateral move, run down the line, and then go around the center and block the guy that was over the center or the linebacker who's in the hole who's trying to figure out where the play is going, right? To move the play forward. Well, if you think about it, if you're, if you're trying to drive someone who's directly in front of you and you've got two steps or you're taking a turn and getting speed, you know, you're, you're creating something that is going to be much more powerful than if you're just hitting something directly in front of you. So you're, you're pushing forward, you, ta- you step back, you take that lateral move, go around the center and boom, hit the linebacker. And every single time that guy was on his back. And that was the most fun that I ever had. But it took that lateral step and that momentum that you had created in that lateral step and the turn around the corner to keep moving forward, right? To keep the ball going forward, to give the place for a running back to follow you, to create this hole, to move down the field, to score touchdowns. And so when you think about that wheel, there, there is a, there's a chance, you know, you think about it, you got to take that lateral step. But if you're forward momentum, you turn, take a lateral step, run down the line, turn back up the field, you're going to get there. And I think that a lot of people stop. You take that lateral step and you just get off the wheel and you're done, right? Being on the wheel is better than nothing, right? Because you're still moving. But once you stop moving, it's game over. So you need to be able to keep moving. And it's a tough one. There's a lot of thought process. You know, I've, I've talked multiple times. People think I'm an overthinker. And I don't think I'm an overthinker. I think I'm a, I'm a problem solver. And there is more than one way to solve problems. There's more than one way to skin a cat, if you've ever heard that one. Like, the goal that, you, that like a math problem, right? It, there's more than one way to do the math problem. They're teaching you all these different ways. I mean, I hate, I hate helping my kid with schoolwork, with math work, because it's like they try to teach you in story problems now. And I was a terrible math student. Um, and story problems were my kryptonite. Um, but, you know, you sit there and that's what they're trying to teach you. They're trying to teach you all these different ways to do things. And so you just have to be willing to know that there's more than one way to make it happen. Maybe you're not a good speaker. Well, you go out and you speak more. It's, it's interesting. There's people, Nikki, Patreon of the show. You know, I'm so proud of her because she does not like to speak. And she had to get out of her comfort zone. And she joined Toastmasters. If you guys don't know what Toastmasters is, they, they, it's like a, I don't know, I want to call it like a club to go speak at, to learn how to talk, to be a public speaker, to be, to be better, to be more confident. It's not just like going about making speeches or doing this, but to help you be a better communicator, right? To be able to get in front of people, to talk to them and do that. And um, she's so nervous about giving this speech, her first speech, practice, practice, practice. Like, I mean, she put in the work and she got the award for best speaker at her very first speech. But she had to get out of her comfort zone. She had to get out of the wheel, move over and start moving forward. And it's just one of those things you feel so much better when you do it, but it's really hard to get out of those set ways. So think about that. Think about that every day. That's, I think about all the lessons that I've learned and everything that I've done in the past 
you know, I told myself when I flunked out of college the first time that I couldn't do it. Like it was just too much work. There was no way that I could do it. And then when I quit working at Les Schwab because of a knee injury, that if I continued to do it, I'd have been, you know, I wouldn't have a very good quality of life if I continued to work there. And I went back to college and I graduated with a 3.8 GPA. And then as I taught in my teaching job, I ended up having, you know, I got my master's and I was like a 3.95 in my master's. I had a professor who didn't like the way that I wrote, which, you know, whatever I tried, it's kind of one of those things where you get stubborn, right? And you're not going to conform to the way that they want because you've met the rubric. They've given you a standard and you're following that direction. But anyway, that's beside the point. Anything is possible if you're willing to do the work. And being on that hamster wheel and moving in a circle, it doesn't always mean that you're not moving forward. You're just not going anywhere. You're still moving, just not going anywhere. So sometimes you have to just take that step out and start going. And that's what this is about. This is about helping other people figure that out and find that out and build that. And, you know, the podcast has been something that is very therapeutic for me, Um, you know, and it's funny because I feel kind of cliche saying that because the very first podcast I ever listened to was um, called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, who is, you guys know, I'm a Superman nerd. He played Lex Luthor on Smallville. And so you get kind of drawn to that, but then you start hearing these conversations and these connections and the things that he's building and how listening to other people talk about the problems that they have or the situations that they're going through, making them better. And I've met so many great people and connected with so many people through this process. Um, and, and I've worked really hard at getting guests and things like that. But I've started to realize that you don't get to see who I am, where I come from. So while I'm going to still do some interviews here and there, I'm going to do less of them and I'm going to, I'm going to do more of this. So if you have topics that you want me to talk about, uh, you can email me, Wes at westankersley.com. There's always a link in my bio anywhere you look, and that has all the thing, all the places to find me. Um, you know, and I want to help other people. In a way, you know, I quit teaching four years ago, but I still want to teach. And I think that a lot of people think that there is not enough to go around. And they think that, like, I'm not going to share my thoughts. I'm not going to share my dreams. I'm not going to share my processes on how I do things. Because if I do, then someone else is going to steal my idea and take it and run with it. And they're going to be more successful. It's not the way I feel. I've never felt that way. And I struggle because what I do now is somewhat unfulfilling for me because I don't get to do anything other than make more money for myself. I don't get to teach other people how to be good at what I do because I'm good at what I do, you know? Um, and it's, it's just, this is, this is that outlet for me. This is where I get to help other people be better and build other people and teach other people because as Bill Walsh said in his book, the score takes care of itself. The number one title that I find uh, most promising, most helpful that I thrive for 
as teacher. You know, there is so many things that people don't know or are not sure of, and so many people who are in power or in charge hide those things and don't allow those people to be better. But to me, if I help you become more successful and you help me become more successful and we get information from each other and we share those things, it's a great feeling. And that's what I'm looking for. So shaping success is not about me. It's about everyone. It's about helping other people. And that's why I like sharing so many stories with people because not only does it help you see that it's not impossible, but you can do it. And sometimes you just need a little support. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with me again for this, net, for this episode of Shaping Success. We've got some interviews coming out or you, you know, we've got a lot of stuff coming out. I'm going to continue to keep pushing things. Go please subscribe everywhere that you see. That is one of the most free things you can do and the most supportive things you can do. Comment, like, share, repost, you know, push it out because if it helped you, it's going to help someone else. And that's what it's all about. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 